Hello everyone, my name is Logan and I am uh, here as the Crown Cast to talk about a heartbreaking 2-1 loss to Atlanta United. Atlanta United coming out uh, just that one goal better and boy does it hurt. Uh, I am here as always with Justin. Hello Justin. Hey Logan, uh, it's, a, it's a rough evening, right? But there are positives, you know, that, that the team's moving I think in the right direction. Yeah, there are there are absolutely positives. It is hard for me to see them right now. I'm not gonna lie. As <laughs> as a fan, you know, these are the ones that that eat you alive. And to the listeners who are joining us, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being willing to go down the rabbit hole on what is that really nothing more than a, a horrible, painful experience. That that might be oversaying it a little bit. You know, maybe <laughs> we give it more justice than that. But to uh, to the listeners, we thank you for being here, even after a tough loss. And today, I mean, uh, oh, please, you're right. It's it's tough because it looked like it was we were moments away from the first point point in Charlotte FC history. And I mean, literal moments inside of what was it, a minute and a half. And that was with the extra delay time for the goal. So we were probably 30 seconds from the end of that game uh, as that ball goes in. And and there's just nothing that, that that rips out your guts quite the same way in football but this is why we watch right you know we get the we get the big exciting moments we get to to blow the roof off bars and and we also uh, get the the down sad ones that hurt for a little while and this one will hurt for a little while either way we are going to go straight into it here uh, because i think that there's a lot to get to about this not just here in this in this reaction but also later on for our main podcast justin I'm giving you your pick of the people who you want to say failed your eye test today. And, and there are many to choose from. There are. And, and, you know, I think there's a lot of issues that, that really popped up along the back line and, and we'll get into those. I, I want to say though, that, you know, I've mentioned him sort of in passing the last couple of weeks again, uh, and, and I'm going to name him as my player that didn't pass the eye test this week, but TDRT is in midfield. You know, I don't think he goes well into tackles. I think he goes in looking to play the man rather than play the ball. Uh, he got himself a dumb yellow card in the first half, subbed off at halftime, and still he's going to be the, the, the one that I'm going to call out is, is just he's not linking play. He's not making dangerous pl- passes. He's not attacking, uh, you know, with the ball at his feet. Um, he's just running into players and – giving away bad fouls in dangerous positions, killing attacks. And, and he just incredibly frustrating to see, especially when you see him starting to be surrounded by some players that I think have some real quality in the midfield. Um, TDRT is really disappointing for me, but yeah, I'm Logan. I'm going to weigh in on this. Yeah, I'm going to weigh in on this because we discussed earlier uh, off off mic that I had seen some spark in TD Ortiz. You know, he was at least somebody who brought I want to be here and some fight to the field. And you said something that, you know, uh, I thought was well-spoken then, but now is just so obvious. Uh, and that's he brings the wrong type of fight. Uh, he brings a fist fight. And this is not a MMA match. This is a football match. And... We don't need boxing gloves. So what are you doing? Uh, you know, it, it really it baffled me today watching uh, 
a player who clearly has skill. I mean, clearly he has the ability just sort of, I don't want to use the phrase toss it to the wind in uh, in preference of violence, but boy, it looks like he's sort of tossing things to the wind in preference of violence. And I realize I'm, I make a very strong statement there, but he left the field at halftime and we instantaneously looked better. I mean, it was moments after. And while he was on the field, especially after the yellow card, the entire time I sat there going, don't do something dumb, don't do something dumb, don't do something dumb. And it's hard to get inspired by a player like that. Yeah. I, yeah, it, okay. it's a very disappointing uh, uh, turnout from him. And like I said, I think there were a lot of good presences around. I thought Brant Bronico did a better job sitting behind him. And so, you know, I think as the skill level in the rest of the midfield rises around TDRTs, it's becoming more and more obvious that, you know, we've got some clear issues in defense. There's a clear weak point right now in the starting 11. Um, and, you know, I'd really be interested in seeing who can maybe, you know, if it's Jordi Alcivar, if it's uh, Sergio Ruiz, somebody step in and take that role over, or, you know, maybe it's um, uh, Kamal Jaswiak, the new left wing, mm-hmm. comes in where Ben Bender started today, and then Bender slides into that role. That That seems like a really good you know, potential solution. Yeah, right there. I, I would honestly love to see a change like that. I know that uh, Ortiz has now has now gone through the paces enough for me that, you know, I, I won't write anybody off. I'm soft-hearted like that. But he's gone through the paces enough for me now that it's it's going to take some coming back. I mean, right now, I don't, I don't trust him. And no. the guy in the middle of your midfield is supposed to be the guy who you trust. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to step away from Ortiz because I think we're going to have a lot yep. more to say about him later. And uh, I am going to go for a little bit of the shock and awe value here. Uh, my uh, player who failed my eye test, I'm going to call out the big man on campus. Christian Fuchs looked awful today. Uh, and everybody has howlers. You know, it, it happens to every player. But... They uh, put Christian Fuchs in a back four. He was off on the left side. And with the exception of managing to block a couple of crosses that he blocked out for uh, corner kicks, he did basically nothing well. And I'm not going to say nothing right, but nothing well. Uh, He was a consistent place where the passes were not progressive. He held on to the ball too long. When he did pass the ball, if he successfully passed the ball, he passed backwards. And, you know, he he does give away one of the best chances for Atlanta with uh, the type of back pass that, that I can only describe as questionable. Brain dead? Yeah, <laughs> but I was trying to be nicer than that, but I told you I was going to go two-footed into him because... I expect a lot from Christian Fuchs, and he looked brain dead. He looked like he didn't want to be there, like he wasn't going to put in the effort, and and it showed. It showed all over the pitch, so much so that I believe Atlanta started targeting him. And these players are smart. You know, they can see the ones who came there to play and the ones who were going to put up a fight. And I think midway through that match, somebody said, hey, I know he's supposed to be the big guy who's solid, 
but he's not solid. Let's break him down and proceeded to just absolutely break that that side of the field down. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe you saw a much more kind version of this match than I did for Christian Fuchs. Did I miss something, Justin? I mean, I don't think so. You know, if Fuchs did some of the things that we expect Fuchs to do in terms of, of I think some of his passing out of the back was still, you know, some of was still solid. Uh, he's still, I think, more dangerous with the ball at his feet and trying to play forward than Christian McCoon in central defense. But, you know, McCoon, another one who consistently has howlers, had one again tonight. And, you know, the second goal, the, the winning goal late in the match for Atlanta, yes, it the, it takes a hard deflection off of McCoon, and he probably should have stepped up to close down a little bit better. But the cross-field ball and the run, they beat Fuchs to, yes. to the end line. You I was know, absolutely going to call that out. I mean, they do. Uh, that goal was created because uh, Christian Fuchs is beaten in like six different ways. I mean, it's it's not worth laying them all out. He is late to the ball. He gets beaten down the line. He gets turned. Uh, he's he's isolated. And and they just absolutely tear, uh, tore him apart for that. Well, for that that game winner. And... And that's the guy that we would normally put in that situation. You know, if you told me somebody is going to be unfortunately isolated and has to make an intelligent defensive play on 95 minutes with 30 seconds left in the game, I think every single Charlotte FC fan would, would pick Christian Fuchs. I mean, uh, I mean, would you have picked anyone different? I mean, no, I just, the only other thing I'll say in his defense, though, you know, he he had a bad match. Yeah. I know I asked for him to play at left back after uh, after the LA Galaxy match because I just saw uh, Mora getting burned left and right. I do, I do want to put this out here. It has been confirmed uh, Charlotte FC, the organization, is now taking coaching advice from the ground cast <laughs> in putting exactly the plan that we set together for this game. Uh, so, you know, yep. confirmed we are actually uh, associates and, you know, honorary coaches of Charlotte FC. Uh, you can yep, take they're, that. They're absolutely listening. Yeah, you can take you that know, to the he, bank, uh, whatever Jordy bank. Reina dropped. Uh, Joseph Mora dropped. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Bender brought into on midfield. into the back four. Uh, yeah. I believe it was a 4-3-3 today, although I'll be honest on the field, it looked a lot more like a 4-2-2. But... <laughs> uh anyway uh i will i will say this everybody gets bad days for all i know especially considering we are still in the pandemic christian fuchs has covid right like maybe it has not been identified as covid or he hasn't passed uh, or he hasn't failed any tests or anything maybe he's just a little bit ill uh or maybe he just had a bad day but today was a bad day that cost us consistently on that side and i think if we get even a decent version of christian fuchs today we certainly come away from this with a point and it may have been a game we won yeah i mean i think there's a legitimate chance and and you know uh we talk about players that have bad matches the other one i think that we got to mention is christian mccoon i, I touched on it briefly but mm -hmm. some of the bad passing out of the back was there again you know i, I 
remember a particular sequence midway through the second half where McCoon found himself up near midfield and just had no idea what to do with the ball. He had runners ahead of him. He had, you know, the drop pass behind him. And he just sort of turned and kicked the ball into the Atlanta United players' legs and hoped it went out. Yep. For his sake, it did. But that's, right. I mean... You, you could see the position. panic in the player while it happened, right? Yeah, you shouldn't be in that position. You know you shouldn't. You know you don't have the capability to. So what are you doing up there? And, you know, McCoon is is the other one that's oh, heavily yeah. at fault for the penalty. And, and then the deflection, you know, beats Kalina. The deflection, again, deflections and penalties are the only things that, that seem to be Christian Kalina in between the posts. Yeah, and I am going to, I'm going to call this out, you know, maybe as both of us coming together for a... Uh, a failed the eye test you know an extra failed the eye test remember that's good that's good value content for you view or for you listeners you're getting you're getting a little bit extra here uh for for that McCoon shout out because he was he was bad and I was a little bit uh hopeful after the match against LA Galaxy that we would see a, a little bit more tidy a little bit more I'm gonna play in my lane and and learn my trade and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but I believe one of the deflections in the DC United game is off Christian McCoon that beats Christian, that beats Kalina in our goal. And I believe I think the the last one may have come back off of McCoon. So this is a defender who is clearly not stepping close enough to close down a shot. And when he is in the way of a shot is turning his body away from the shot in a way that it is deflecting the ball to our goal. There is no other way to put that. I mean, I have been watching this game for decades, and I cannot think of another player who has had two deflected balls go off of him from that range in three matches. matches yeah i mean i i can think of a couple players who you know maybe they got unfortunate and they had a deflected ball that came off six people in right in front of the goal but i mean he's he's out i mean it it, it was a spectacular shot from his perspective like great you know way to way to turn that ball and yeah i mean it's top corner beating the keeper wrong footing them but but you're beating the wrong keeper you're wrong footing the, the wrong team yeah if you are going to stand there and i realize it's it's a scary awful proposition to stand there and take a shot but if you have put yourself in a place where you can throw off your own keeper you have to stand in and take the hit uh yeah. because you know what if he stands in and takes that hit, and you can go back and watch it. I looked at real close. He drops his shoulder away from the ball uh, yep. as it hits him. If he stands in and takes that hit, we walk away from this with a point. With a point, yeah. Um, or if he is even better, non-existent, uh, <laughs> Christian Kalina makes an easy save, and we walk away from this with a point, right? Uh, yep. So I, 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 you know, I hurt for the players who... Some of them, I feel, really put everything they had out on the pitch today. Uh, I really feel like, you know, uh, if you watched them collapse when that ball went in, you could see who felt like they got stabbed by a knife, right? Yeah. You can see it. And yep. so, so I, hurt, I hurt for the players. 
I hurt for the traveling fans. I had some friends in the stadium uh, who were sending me updates of the fact that apparently the Charlotte fans are very rowdy. Uh, so we do appreciate that uh, the fans were out in, in numbers, but uh, I, I just I hurt for them because because today uh, the ones who stepped up deserved more. Yeah, that that said, it's it's not all bad, you know. It's it's not all uh, complete doom and gloom. There were a few bright spots. They're, actually, I mean, and I'll be honest, there were more bright spots than there were, uh, than there were dark spots. It's just right now in this in this reaction, it's still fresh in my mind, and and the dark spots still hurt. Um, well, and and the important dark spot, right, is the the line at the end of the match is, is the two one for Atlanta and no points uh, yep. still for Charlotte FC in three matches this season. But, but I, you're right. There were a lot of bright spots. There were a lot of players. I think that, that individually, uh, you know, covered themselves in, in a bit of glory in this one. Yeah. So I think who's your, who's your best Logan. Yeah. So transitioning then into, into the, into the bright spots and the players who passed my eye test, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to steal uh, your wonder boy and by your wonder boy i of course mean my wonder boy uh ben bender who i will be buying a shirt of his his number and name shortly uh yep because god he looked good uh our chances that came across regularly had ben in in the middle of the play and one of them is fashioned entirely by him one of them he is out on the touchline he has the ball. He has nothing in front of him. Nobody has showed to the side to give him an option. And he says, fine, I'll do it myself. And he absolutely leaves his mark in the dust. Just beautifully uh, turns his man, gets it down the line, and puts in a pinpoint cross right on Swiderski's head. And, and that was all Bender. I mean, uh, unfortunately... Swiderski does make good contact, but it is it is a saved shot, well saved. Uh, but Bender looks Bender looks dangerous. He looks like he wants to be there. And the goal comes from a beautifully placed Bender corner kick. I mean, he drops it into uh, you know the penalty spot in between Atlanta defenders into a, a tiny little pocket of space. And right onto the head of, of, you know, and don't get me wrong. Uh, I love the team. I was not one going to Vegas and saying Adam Armour was going to be the first goal scorer in Charlotte <laughs> FC history. I would call that a, I would have called that a safe bet until it happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was watching with a friend and, and he said, you know, there's somebody in Adam Armour's family that put money down on that. And, you know, a $10 bet just won him like 20 grand. Oh, at least, <laughs> at least, you know, like, but, I guess if you're a family member, you have to put that money down just to show support. But man, did that come good. Yeah. And, and, you know, the five, nine defender coming in to the box on the corner kick and scoring is not like nothing about that is expected. Yeah. What, um, what is but, now becoming expected sort of just to transition back to Bender is this is a player with real skill. And, you know, we have talked before about what it takes to play the style of football that I am going to brag for a minute. Uh, sorry, Justin. 
that I said we are going to play, and clearly in this match, we transitioned to, so I am correct, and obviously, again, we are coaches for Charlotte FC. They they listen to our podcast, and they take our advice. Um, but this is the player who made that style work. Yes, it absolutely is. Ben Bender is the player who, who opens up the midfield. He's the player that you can pe- play the ball to his feet, and he's going to make a good pass after that. Mm-hmm. He's the player who can take on a defender, run past them, and then drag defenses out of position so that you can play this kind of uh, you know, possession-attacking game. And, and so without Bender coming in and... and Going back to a comment that I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, with Kamil Yozwiak coming in as another designated player, as good as Bender is. Oh, he's got to move into uh, the midfield. He has to. But moving inside, I think, will open his game up even more. It is It is absolutely clear to me he has the technical quality. He is 21 years old, and he might be the most technically proficient player on the team right now. I mean, uh, is there anybody you'd shout out above that? I, I would actually say that in today's match against a team that is full of, you know, designated players on the Charlotte side and also has some really big names on the Atlanta side, he was the most technically gifted player out of the 22 players on the pitch. Oh, okay. Uh, now, be careful with stuff like that. We do not want the Atlanta fans uh, trying to burn down our podcast. I don't know how yeah. you burn down a digital production, but they would try. Uh uh, this is, I am sure, the beginning of a long and storied rivalry uh, uh, up and down 85, the same way it is for the Panthers and the Falcons, the other teams that play in the home stadiums for these football clubs. Yep. Although, we hate each other. We're going to hate each other no matter what kind of football we're playing. I will pass this down. One of the things that got to me about this match is the announcers were constantly like, the rivalry between Charlotte FC and Atlanta United. And... The whole time I was sitting there going, and and so many others, you know, I'm not alone in this. We're sitting there going, we haven't even played a match yet. Like, for all we know, all of our team's players are actually really good friends with the Atlanta United players. And this actually becomes like a really friendly game that everybody loves to play. And we get to go see our neighbors. Like, that's not traditionally how it works. But I do think as this one came along... There was a pretty good shout out for the fact that this is uh, this is looking like it might become a, a bit of a derby. Yeah, there's there's a lot of chippiness. There's there's a lot of anger that goes down. I think a total of twenty four uh, fouls between the two and six yellow cards. Yep. Maybe, you know, at one point or another, there might have been a call for a second. I don't know. Yellow. <laughs> oh yeah, one we way or another. we got away with one. We'll talk about that in the. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that on Wednesday. Although you know what, yeah, every sign hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe if he comes off the pitch, we go into some defensive shell, and Fuchs doesn't get isolated off the side. I, I, that's that's for maybe. another day. Uh, that's for another day where I've got a few more brain cells that soccer <laughs> has left me. But uh, so my my shout for who passes my eye test absolutely Ben Bender. Uh, well done. You are you are doing exactly what a 21-year-old with with technical quality, drive, want, and hunger should do, and it it shows, and it is unmissable. Uh, Is that about enough of that? I mean, you think think we have praised him enough? uh, I don't know that we can heap enough praise on him, but we only have a limited amount of time for the podcast, so... (laughs) That's true. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get your uh, Who Passed Your Eye Test today. 
So I, before I'd say really who I passed my eye test, I do want to say I slated Brant Veronica last week in the uh, in the post game. I didn't think he you know appeared. I thought he was pretty anonymous. I think he did better. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he is there yet. I don't think that I necessarily like. I would love to see a new option in defensive mid for Charlotte. Take that uh, take an opportunity, but he's not a liability the way he played today. He he was useful at least um that said and and this is gonna be i think the third week in a row that we say man he really passed the eye test and at some point i think we got to bring the standard up for my eye test yep but jalen Lindsay is still attacking well on the right wing there was uh you know there were a few times because i think he's being asked to play in an advanced sort of you know, almost a wing back again, sort of position, uh, and push forward. There were a couple of balls over the top mm-hmm. on that, you know, defensive right hand side that did get in behind him. He's got good speed to close back down. I didn't see the dangerous attacks that that I saw coming down the our defensive left. Um, and he's still sending really good balls into the box in the attack. Um, I think he's growing into that linking, uh, uh, the the linking play moving forward. I think that he and and Alain Franco. Uh, there's a little bit of a, an understanding developing there in that, you know, inside right midfield, right back, and they're moving the ball okay, you know, between each other and providing a little bit of balance that I think, given just the attacking players that Charlotte has on the right, you know, I, I don't know that without Jalen Lindsay attacking down that side, we're balancing against the, the work rate that Ben Bender's bringing on the left. Yeah, I think I can I can see where you're coming from that. Um, you know, I, I, a couple other players that I thought did fairly well, you know, Swiderski got on two balls in dangerous positions. Like mm-hmm. you said earlier, he put a good header down and Brad Guzman made it, or Brad Guzman made a good save. Um, we are, I'm seeing him snap off shots. Oh, he is snapping them off. That's, that is certainly true. I'd like maybe a little bit better placement on some of these. And, and I think they'll start go, they'll start scoring and, and he'll really start maybe racking some up and. I, I think that's just going to come with time. I think that's going to come with getting used to where where exactly the balls are coming in. How's the pitch feeling? You know, I, he's coming out of the Greek league. Yeah. I don't know how many times he's played on turf. Yeah. And you know, out of three matches, I think it, two of them are have been on turf. I'm not even sure. Ooh, you're uh, beyond that me first here. match against I will, DC. I will say because I I do think we we're kind of throwing the format out the window, and, and it's because we're excited about what we're seeing. Uh, but I do want to save some of this meat for later. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think it's a good shout out to just say, hey, this guy, he does, he has not yet put the ball in the back of the net. But right now we have not seen any indication that he's not going to be able to. You think that's fair? Yep, I absolutely do. And I will I will do a similarly quick shout out for, uh, you know, more that we can we can enjoy at a later date. And uh, that's Guzman uh, Carujo, who our number four defender I think I have overlooked, and he looks the tidiest of all of our defenders. He looks the one that right now I trust the most. Uh, game in, game out, he has he has what looks to be kept his head on him, and I haven't seen anything that makes me go, wow, what a great defender, but I also haven't seen anything that makes me panic. So uh, just a quick shout-out for him because I feel like he deserves it. Justin, we are approaching our our hard cutoff here, so... Real quick, you have two sentences. Final thoughts on the match. 
we're close we're close and it'll happen soon and and when i think it happens this team is going to make more noise than we might have expected in the preseason in the mls this year uh and and i'm excited you know it's yeah. disappointing but i am very excited for what this squad's going to bring yeah i think that's I think that's a good way to say it mine is very simple tonight uh first goal for charlotte fc that's it yep we we for the first time in history put the little ball into the back of the big net and it counted it did not get called back for offsides it was all legal and we did it yep we we took step one in our offense and that's what i wanted to see so so onward and upward right absolutely all right, I think that is about all the time we have for tonight. So again, for those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope that you have a, a fantastic night, uh, you know, regardless of this. Uh, we hope that if you're traveling home from the game, you, you travel safely. And as always, we will look forward to talking to you next time.